Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what you want. I'm your host, Kayleen Elise. My intention is to offer deep breaths and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. I'm here to help you listen to your intuition, trust your inner wisdom, and act with inspiration. Let's get to it. Hello, welcome to Celebrate Cultivate. I'm your host, Kayleen Elise Seuss. I am an intuition coach and mom of three. I help my clients cut through the noise in everyday life and get back in touch with their truest selves. I found my way into this work after the birth of my second child when I realized my inner voice held answers I couldn't find anywhere else. Today's episode is about inspiring and encouraging books to read as a mom. So some of that inspiration, some of that encouragement that you'll find outside of you to help you listen to yourself and integrate what you've learned and apply it in a way that feels a true and authentic to you. The books I'm sharing today can help you be more present and enjoy motherhood. We'll talk about how to find the time to read as a busy mom, some reading rituals that can encourage reading, and I'll highlight a few of my favorite books. For the whole list of all of the books and all of the resources, visit KayleenElise.com or click the link in the show notes for today's episode. All right. So before we dive into how to find time to read as a busy mom, let's just check in. The fall season is officially here in the Northern Hemisphere. The temperatures are getting cooler. The days are getting shorter. And it really is a perfect time to start reading if you haven't been a reader in the past, or you've fallen out of the ritual and routine of reading. Reading is such a nourishing way to learn, to feel seen and understood, to expand your knowledge, and also just to get confirmation of things that you already know to be true, to see it in print outside of you and be like, yeah, okay, I understand that. I know that. And it can bolster you and boost you to feeling more aligned with things that you already know. So, My experience with reading very much ebbs and flows. As I'm sharing this episode, I'm not actually in the midst of like a book I love or feeling super excited and passionate about. I'm a little bit in between books. And that's okay. With the way that I read, typically I will get into a book and kind of blow through it but that intensity can burn a bit too bright. So then I'll take pauses and beats in between books to kind of reacclimate, and then I'll get back into a book. And if you've been following along for a while, then you know I am currently on a break from Instagram. I have not posted in many months now. I do not miss it. It's going really well. And I do log onto the 
Safari version of the app on my browser from time to time just to kind of check in with a few accounts that I really like to check my DMs. But otherwise, I'm not on it on my phone. I'm just, I'm not on Instagram. And reading has been one of the things that has filled the gaps that not being on the platform has opened up. So if you are first off wondering, like, how can I find the time to read as a busy mom? Maybe you feel called to take a social media sabbatical. And if you do, one of the things that I find really helpful is having books nearby, having your Kindle ready to go, having an audiobook queued up so that in those times when you would normally scroll, you can get into a book. Here are a few more ways to find time to read as a busy mom or a busy business owner or just a busy woman of the world. First, start really small. So lower your expectations and be gentle and easy with yourself. If you're just getting into a groove with reading, if you want to be reading more, just set the intention, set the goal, set the aim to read for 10 minutes a day. If you only read for 10 minutes every single day, that really will add up. And some days you might read more. So just start there, start small, and give yourself the goal to read 10 minutes a day. When you do that, one of the things that can be really helpful to getting something out of the reading that you're doing is to put your phone on pause. So it's really hard not to pick up our phones when we're doing more passive things like reading. So tuck your phone away in a drawer, put it in your purse, or if you need to keep it nearby for some reason, like it's also your baby monitor or whatever, you can put it um, on silence. You can close out apps. If it's not your baby monitor, maybe you put it on airplane mode or focus, do not disturb. Just eliminate distractions so you can really enjoy what you're doing, which is giving yourself a few minutes to dive into a book, to eliminate those outside distractions and just be with yourself and be with the book. Another way to find time to read as a busy mom is just to have books on the ready, have them on hand. So have a book available for you to read when you're in those 10 minutes of waiting in the school pickup line or when you're filling up your gas or maybe when you're early to an appointment, just those 15 minute pockets of time that we sometimes have in the car as parents, you can fill that time with a book. Another thing is listening to audiobooks. So if you are not already listening to audiobooks, but you are listening to this podcast, I have a hunch that you will enjoy audiobooks because they are such a great way to get into books and to get something out of books that you might not get otherwise. So you can listen when you're on a walk through the neighborhood, while you're driving across town, while you're doing chores in your home, like laundry or doing dishes. It's a really nice way to experience a book. It's like you're being read to, right? And if you have your hands busy, if you're doing things that you can 
not like really, really focused. Like I wouldn't listen to an audiobook when I'm writing a blog post, you know, like or writing an email to my community. But I do listen to audiobooks when I am putting on my makeup, when I'm getting ready in the morning. And it totally counts as reading. And in fact, some books like memoirs, I will only listen to the audiobook version because it really is this magical experience of being read to by the author. So pick and choose, you know, what works best for you, but audiobooks are are definitely something to try if you haven't or if it's been a while. And then finally, one thing that will really help free up your time is to give yourself permission to stop a book if you're not feeling it. So sometimes that thinking that we have to finish every book we start, which is very much like an old school, like back when you were in school, you had to finish reading books, even if you didn't like them because you were going to get, you know, quizzed on it or you'd have to write an essay on it or whatever. That isn't the case now. Like you're in charge of your own life and you get to decide. So if you're not enjoying a book for whatever reason, it's okay to stop and leave it unfinished. Sometimes It might be that you pick that book up later, or maybe you're really, really done with it. That's allowed. And it's also okay for you to take a really long time to finish a book. You can come back to it piece by piece over the course of months, and that's okay. There's really no rules when it comes to reading for pleasure, for enjoyment, for expansion. You get to choose. So give yourself permission to stop if it isn't serving you. Once you make the time to read, right? Like once you say, okay, I'm going to do this, Kayleen. I like this idea. It sounds good. I'm just going to read for 10 minutes. I'm going to turn my phone off. I'm going to have a book on the ready. Then how can you make it more enjoyable? So I really like to do things that feel like rituals, that feel like sustainable, supportive routines and rhythms to to get something out of an experience. So here are some rituals that you can try to enjoy reading more. Use these as like inspiration to pick and choose what feels right for you. But one thing that you can do is to bring reading into the rituals that you already have. So your bedtime routine, if you have any rituals around that, bring a soothing book to read before bed or make sure you have an inspiring and uplifting book to read when you sip on your morning coffee. Maybe instead of watching Real Housewives while you eat lunch, which is something that I like doing, (laughs) but I don't watch it every single day. So if you have something that you kind of like to do at lunchtime, maybe you incorporate a book that feels like fun or funny in the afternoon instead of scrolling or watching a show um, with with your lunch. So those are some ideas to kind of take the pockets of time that you already have a rhythm or a ritual around and add a book into it. Another thing is to anchor your reading to a specific location. So if you have a cozy corner of your home where you like to like burn a candle and sip on some tea, read a book there or read in the bath or read on the porch. So bring your reading to these places that you feel connected to and add a bit of ritual there. 
Another thing I really like to do is to have a few books going at a time. This is something I didn't really feel like I had permission to do as an adult, which is confusing because I always had more than one book going when I was a student, right? Like you're reading multiple books for every subject that you're in. And so once I gave myself this permission to read a few books at a time, it it opened up my reading possibilities. So like I said, I always have an audiobook going. I like to have a book on Kindle. And then I have one or more actual books in rotation as well. And the way I bring ritual to that is by just knowing what the intentions are for each of the books I'm reading. So thinking about, okay, well, I'm reading this and my intention with this book is XYZ, maybe to feel more calm or get connected to my intuition or to feel that strength I have as a mother inside of me that I don't always witness, you know, that I don't always acknowledge. And so that's my intention. And when I read that, I connect back to the intention. All right. So I find this to be a little bit of a tricky thing in the sense that I really feel passionately about turning down the noise in everyday life and connecting to your inner wisdom, listening to your inner voice and your intuition. And books are absolutely a form of external knowledge. But, and that's a big but, because Books are a low media experience, right? It's tactile, it's slow, it's quiet, even if it's an audiobook. And unless, I guess it's not necessarily slow if you're listening to your audiobook on three speed, although I really recommend listening to your audiobooks on one speed or even slowing them down, which is a really interesting sensory experience. But there is no, I have found there's really no benefit to speeding through an audiobook because I don't absorb it as well when I'm listening to it on two speed. I really like to take my books on one speed. And so do what feels right for you. But books are a much slower, gentler way to encounter outside information than what we find online or on our phones or on TV. So it is a way for you to gather outside information and then integrate it with your intuition and with your mind and with your everyday life. So Uh, While I'm not recommending like reading a book and just doing exactly what the book says, I am encouraging you to explore these inspiring books for moms to read in a way that feels supportive, in a way that feels empowering. And a lot of these books are supportive and empowering, so that's also great. But you know, as you're doing this, use your own discernment and check in with yourself and know that you can adjust and stop reading or shift gears in any way that you need to. But books are a really incredible support for moms. They can be very inspiring. They can help you pick up ideas and strategies and practices for being more present, for enjoying the craziness of motherhood, the beauty and confusion that can come in motherhood, the incredible moments, the really hard moments. It can 
really help support you through all of that in everyday life. So at KeelyAnalise.com, in the show notes for this episode, I have all 25 of these inspiring books for moms to read listed out and broken up into sections. And while I would love to spend hours talking with you about each individual book, I want to be sensitive of your time and I want to encourage and inspire you to actually go read the books. So we won't get too, too deep into every single one of them, but I I have them broken up into sections. So as you're going through them, you can kind of decide like, oh, what do I need today? And you can bookmark this episode. You can bookmark that page and come back to it as you want to read your next book if you're finding this to be a good list to check out. So the first section is Soothe your mind, body, and soul. And so these are books that I go to and that I have found some nourishing encouragement when I'm needing that soothing energy. And the first book is called Journey to the Heart by Melody Biotti. And this is a book that has daily meditations. And so when I pick it up, I can go to the day today's date in the book, or I like to also just open it and kind of flip to a random page and read what's there. And all of the daily meditations are so lovely, so encouraging. I've had this book for over a decade now, and it is always there when I need it. So, you know, that isn't like reading a book cover to cover, but it is a really nice way to experience a book and a way that you can get into books in a very accessible way. Like it's like pulling a Oracle card. It's flipping to a page. Two others that I love in this category are How to Breathe by Ashley Neese and The Spirit Almanac by Emma Lowe and Lindsay Kellner. So both of those books are ones that, again, you can read from cover to cover, but also just there to support and nourish you with breathing practices and rituals for the seasons. If you like this podcast, then you'll you'll enjoy both of those books a lot. All right, so the next category is books to help you shift your perspective and feel seen. These are books that really kind of opened a new way of looking at things, thinking about things, and that helped me connect to my authentic self as a mother in ways that I couldn't have done without the benefit of the information that the books provided. So the first one is a book called Cassandra Speaks by Elizabeth Lesser. And this book is all about when women are in charge of telling the human stories that so much of our culture is made up of. It's a fascinating book. I listened to this one uh, as an audiobook, and it really just made me look at the way that I have consumed books, consumed stories through my whole life, mostly from the male lens and how looking at it through a female perspective, stories told by women, how that can really change the the stories of history. But also it really made me look at how I want to select books that I read in the future by more female authors or gender non-conforming authors. So that is just like one of the best books. I love that book, Cassandra Speaks by Elizabeth Lesser. 
And then three others, which I'll just kind of breeze through are Burnout, which is the secret to unlocking the stress cycle by Amelia Nagasaki and Emily Nagasaki. I held off on reading this book for the longest time because I did not like the title Burnout. Like I didn't resonate with it. I thought it was not like elevated or positive enough for me. And let me tell you, it is such a good book. It is so affirming, so expanding in the information. And especially as a woman and a mom, it was something that made me want to sleep more, take care of myself, love my body more in ways that are backed by science and data, not just like, ooh, because it feels good. So highly recommend that. And then the other one is 4,000 Weeks by Oliver Berkman. The subtitle for this one is Time Management for Mortals. And I had a friend recommend this to me a while ago, and it was not the right time for me to read it. And I think it was a year later that it actually came back to me. And I was like, oh, okay, now is the time for me to read this. And I listened to it. It was such a good book and shifting my perspective on what time is and why I don't really want to manage time. And so if you are somebody who is a recovering calendar planner and time manager, and you're looking for a different way to look at things, highly recommend that. And then Like a Mother, A Feminist Journey Through the Science and Culture of Pregnancy by Angela Garbies. This is a book I actually haven't read yet, but it is on my list. And I know based on a lot of other recommendations that it is a really interesting and expanding, eye-opening look at the science and culture of pregnancy, which is something that if you have been through a pregnancy or a few, it's just so fascinating how the interaction of the fact that this is something women have been doing forever and that science is always changing and evolving, but there's still so many unknowns. And then each case, each individual experience is so unique and universal. So I I just think it's a really fascinating topic, even if you're not pregnant. And maybe, maybe you want to read that kind of book when you're pregnant. Maybe you want to wait, or maybe you want to read it before your next pregnancy. Whatever it is, listen to your intuition when you're selecting these books, but that one's definitely on my list. All right, so the next section is Cultivating Calm Within the Chaos. And these books are mostly related to minimalism and just really focusing in on cultivating what you want, right? That calm and helping you navigate the the chaos that is life as a mom. So first we have Simple Matters, Living with Less and Ending Up with More by Erin Boyle. This is a beautiful book. It also looks great on your bookshelf or on a coffee table, but it really does help with understanding minimalism and decluttering in a way that feels beautiful and connected to creating the environment that you want in your life. The other one that is just like the gold standard is The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. If you haven't read that book and you're like, oh, I don't want to because of like it feels cliche, I still think it would be an amazing read if you are wanting to 
create some calm within the chaos of kid stuff and baby things. And I don't know, just when you have extra humans in your life, when you have these little babies and people with their own belongings, that was a huge challenge and shift for me as a person, as a mother, as a woman, was just really understanding that stuff was impacting my experience, my human life. And that book, those two books really, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up and Simple Matters, both really helped me create the understanding that I needed to then apply it to my life. And I am somebody who has a pretty tidy home. I like to have things a certain way. And that is hard to achieve as a mom sometimes. And so it has helped me along with my intuition and just connecting within, find practices and ways to 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 make that happen in my home. And then the permission to let things get a little chaotic and crazy and have stuff everywhere and then have the resources, have the practices to to declutter again when needed. The next one is How to Break Up with Your Phone by Katherine Price. This is a tiny, tiny book. It fits in your purse. I took it with me on a pedicure when I was pregnant this summer. And it was, I've read lots of books and lots of things about taking breaks from phones, watched the documentaries and all of that. And it is just, it's a little bit older, but it is so full of facts and of stories that from actual people that it was it's really good way of of integrating that information and helping me remember why I want to press pause on my phone why I want to take breaks from my phone and after reading that book I'm in a place now where I have no apps on my home screen of my phone I don't pick up my phone nearly as much as I used to it's mostly a device that I use to take pictures, to send text messages, to listen to audiobooks and podcasts, to talk on Marco Polo with my friends. I'm just thinking about what I use my phone for, to talk on Voxer with my clients. And that's about it. I mean, I really don't use my phone that much anymore compared to what I used to. And um, it's definitely in part due to that book. Then finally, in this section, I have Hand Wash Cold, Care Instructions for an Ordinary Life by Karen Mason Miller. She is one of my favorite authors on motherhood. And there's another one of her books in this collection as well. But that book, I just cannot recommend more listening to it, reading it, however you want to interact with it. But it just talks about motherhood and everyday life in a memoir style that you can still apply to your experience. So really recommend that one. Okay, next up we have Pursue Your Path, Achieve Your Goals. So these are four books by women all about going after what you want. So if you're looking for that, you know, empowering, hype up, get yours kind of energy, these are the books you can go to. We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. Super inspiring, super uplifting, full again of data and facts and quotes and things that will help your mind get on board with that mission of earning more and building wealth and gaining economic power that Rachel Rogers is so passionate about. 
The next is kind of a flip of that, which is do less, a revolutionary approach to time and energy management for busy moms by Kate Northrup. This is a book that I have recommended to lots of clients, and I know that it has helped them find a different way of achieving and pursuing their path. So if you've done things the traditional way for a really long time, you might want to take a look at that. The next is The Path Made Clear by Oprah Winfrey. Oprah is just a fairy godmother of intuition and wisdom. And obviously she's had a ton of success in her career. The Path Made Clear is about learning about your direction and understanding your purpose and has stories in there that will help you find that inspiration. If your path has diverged or if coming into motherhood has made you question your path, it can be a really supportive, encouraging book for a time like that. And then Big Dreams, Daily Goals by Elise Blaha Kripe. Elise is such a action taker, goal setter, and she has this incredible way of breaking things down into really small, actionable bites. So if you are kind of needing that, those guardrails and that support and those structures for making things happen and getting things done, this is a great book for that. Next, we have Memoirs by Inspiring Mothers. And this is kind of a sprinkling. There's obviously so many amazing memoirs out there. But A Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes is absolutely a must read for anyone who is a Grey's Anatomy fan, a Scandal fan, a How to Get Away with Murder fan, a Shonda Rhimes fan. Her audiobook especially It's her reading it and the way that she writes sounds just like her shows, but it's all about her and her life and the way that turning the corner and saying yes really helped her blossom and bloom in a new way of finding fulfillment in an incredible life that she was already living. Untamed by Glennon Doyle is one of those books that I think a lot of people read when it first came out. But if you didn't or you need to revisit it, go go do it because Glennon Doyle is full of wisdom and insight and has led an unconventional path in the last years, especially the way that her mind would have planned out her life when she was young. And she does it with so much grace and honesty and raising her children and living her truth. And it really will inspire you to do the same. Yes, Please by Amy Poehler is a genius of a book. It is one of those where, first of all, it's definitely going to make you laugh because Amy Poehler is hilarious, but it also will make you pause and catch your breath and think, wow, okay, I haven't thought of it that way. There's a whole section in that book about her time traveling through life by thinking about moments, pausing moments, projecting herself out into the future, which is a practice I really, really enjoy and certainly found a lot of inspiration in that book. The next two are books that I read when my first baby was really little and helped me kind of (laughs) feel like myself in the early days of motherhood. The first is Bringing Up Bebe by Pamela Druckerman. And this is about her experience as an American mother 
living in Paris and discovering the wisdom of French parenting. It's funny, it's smart, but it has actionable takeaways that you can apply. And the next one is Mama Zen, Walking the Crooked Path of Motherhood by Karen Mason Miller. See, I told you I was a huge fan of hers. So she gets two books in this list. And Mama Zen, I read, I remember reading this in the bath when my baby was brand new, my firstborn. And it really just spoke to me so deeply. So definitely recommend that if you are in a point of motherhood that feels like a crooked path, right? That feels like, oh my goodness, what is happening? Because she writes about motherhood in a way and her personal experience that feels really universal, really welcoming. And like that encouragement of like, hey, you're doing a much better job than it feels like sometimes. And then finally, the last section is for those of you who are pregnant or postpartum and looking for books to, maybe you're trying to conceive, just books to kind of help you find alignment, find inspiration in that phase of life. Spirit Babies by Walter Macon is such a fascinating book about communicating with the child you're meant to have before you've conceived or while you're pregnant really fascinating book. Nurture by Erica Chidi is a modern guide to pregnancy, birth, early motherhood, and trusting yourself in your body. It's broken up into trimesters. And so it's a great book to read as you're pregnant. But if you're like six months pregnant right now and looking for a book, I still would really recommend it. It's a beautiful book. It's really written in a way that will make you feel good and inspired and not like pressure to do things a certain way. Speaking of that, Expecting Better by Emily Oster is a book about why conventional pregnancy wisdom is wrong and what you really need to know. I listened to this book during my first pregnancy and found so much permission to do my own research, to look into things that I was curious about, and just that support of like, hey, there's a lot of different ways to do things and you need to check with your doctor and you need to check with yourself, but also like you need to to make it work in a way that supports you. And we don't always have that encouragement when we're pregnant or really any time in life. So it's good to to seek that out if you want it. And then the first 40 days by Hang O is again, just a gorgeous, gorgeous, inspiring book about the essential art of nourishing the new mother based on ancient wisdom and then everyday practices for taking care of yourself in the first 40 days after giving birth. And then once you've been pregnant, once you've had the baby, once you're postpartum, one of the biggest challenges in motherhood is sleep. And I've read uh, my fair share of sleep books. So you sleeping, but also your children sleeping. And my favorite is called The Happy Sleeper, which is by Julie Wright and Heather Turgeon. And it is the science-backed guide to helping your baby get a good night's sleep from newborn to school age. The thing I love about this book is that it really centers sleep as the thing that we value and the gift that we get to give to our children is having healthy sleep habits and knowing that sleep is a positive thing that helps our cells restore and regenerate and soothes our soul. It's a way of caring for our bodies and ourselves and our family. So it has a very gentle, uplifting perspective on sleep. 
and you don't have to read it cover to cover. You just go to the sections of however old your child is and you can look at the practices and the recommendations that they have and then integrate it into your life. So this is a book I always have on the shelf and I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old now and I just will pick it up in times of dire stress and need or when the seasons are changing, when daylight savings time is coming, just to help me remember the tools and strategies that have worked before or new ones that I can try to help make sleep a easier thing in my home. So again, I ran through all of those, shared a bit about each of the books, but if you're looking to have the links to go buy these books or you want to check them out more, definitely click on the link in the show notes for today's episode. I also am including some resources to inspire your reading. So the sites and the apps that I use to pick my books, to track what books I'm reading, how I listen to my audiobooks, all of that will be in the show notes for today's episode. And then looking ahead... If you're listening to this live on Thursday, tomorrow, Friday, September 30th, I have another free inner voice journaling session with Jess Lively's community, The Living Room. It's at 9 a.m. Central. You do have to come live. So be sure to sign up for that right now if you want to join me tomorrow. And if you miss it, that's okay. I think there's going to be plans to do more of these in October and November. So just keep an eye out for that. But inner voice journaling essentially is a time where we can get together for a guided meditation, then eight minutes of journaling with your intuition, and then community and connection with those who attend. So you can bring questions. You can just come to get into that aligning magical feeling of your inner voice. Everybody's welcome and it's totally free. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to check out more of my work and connect with me, I have a free intuition guide at KayleenElise.com that will help you connect with your inner wisdom every day for three weeks. And then I also have a membership coaching program called The Season Sessions. It's a year long. It's a community of women and one-on-one coaching to help you connect to your intuition through the seasons of life. So check both of those out. And then thinking about this episode, if you enjoyed it, you may want to check out our latest blog post. It's called 44 Intuition Quotes to Help You Trust Your Gut in Motherhood. It is a collection of inspirational quotes that I really love. And I think you might too. And then also, if you like this roundup style episode and you are like, okay, cool, I'm adding a few books to my shopping cart and you want to get into the world of oracle cards and tarot decks, I also have a roundup of 16 of the best oracle card and tarot decks for connecting to your intuition. So I'll include a link to that in the show notes as well. So that's it for today's episode. I hope it inspires you to pick up a book and expand and find some ease and find some connection. If you like what you heard today, please send this episode to a friend and tell them to give it a listen. And if you're really wanting to practice appreciation, leave a review for the show in Apple Podcasts. I read every single one of them and it truly does help me know that you're loving the show, but it also helps others find it as well. Okay, my friend, here is what I want you to know. 
You are doing so well. You are guided on the path to your desires. So stay curious, watch for magic, keep listening to your intuition, play with trusting the beautiful wisdom that you receive. And when you act, let inspiration flow through you, even in the smallest ways. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at KayleenElise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.